0: You're listening to Of Slights and Men with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician Production. Hello and welcome back to Of Slights and Men. You're listening to Jacob, and I'm here with. He's not going to say his name. It's fine. I'm here with Benji. <laughs> I, thought for- I thought you'd forgotten my name for a minute. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is going to be such a smooth, like, <laughs> radio intro. And then you yeah. just, like, go completely silent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. But welcome back, guys. Uh, we're mm. excited to have you here. Uh, last time, if you haven't already listened, we talked a little bit about a book that we both uh, really enjoyed called Deep Work. Uh, that's a, That was a really good one, the one that we really enjoyed. So make sure you go and listen back to that one. Or if you don't care about that one, just listen to this one today. This one's going to be a little bit more solely magic-based. So we're excited to uh, jump into that with you guys. Yeah, and the uh, topic for today is... Um,
1: and Maybe a disclaimer is in order. This is not a uh, topic that has never been discussed before. In fact, it's a topic that has been extensively discussed before. And you have no doubt heard every argument on every side of the debate. And uh, it's been done before, is what I'm saying. However, that is not going to stop us throwing our hat in the ring and, and talking about it. And that is, of course, the eternal debate of coin magic versus card magic. Now, yeah, you probably listened to this... Um, And most of you will fall in one of those gangries. Some of you may not. Some of you may be like a bystander, just eating the popcorn, chilling with your like hypnosis or whatever. (laughs) But most of you are going to have like a a dog in this fight. So um, please know, this uh, is personal. (laughs) This is just our opinion. It's probably not even right. (laughs) It's weird as well, dude. Like
0: when you said that, I (laughs) I just remembered last night that I had a dream that I was like working with Darren Brown. That's very mm. sad. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember what we were doing, but I just actually I think I like went to one of his shows or something, mm. and it was like really bad. Anyway, sorry, complete <laughs> tangent. Dream, but yeah, you can tell where my my mind's been at recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uh, but yeah, it's Wait, interesting. Was there, was there a point to that? Or <laughs> no, no point. Just okay. just just a little tangent for everyone's enjoyment. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> But yeah, coin magic versus card magic. And just to kind of get out there already, uh, coin magic is not my forte. So anything that I say from this point forward, I have to admit openly that I'm not very good at coin magic. I don't particularly enjoy coin magic. Sorry in advance. Sorry about that. I think it can look beautiful. think that there are great routines. But personally, I've never been a coin magic guy. My dad was, maybe that's why, or is. (laughs) I don't know, maybe that's why I kind of like shied away from it. But yeah, so this is all from my perspective, this is coming from an amateur in coin magic. So probably a lot of what I say is not based on actual experience, you know, Mm -hmm. so Take it with the I, I think that kind of
1: strikes right to the heart of the issue because I'm probably in a similar boat in that I know a little bit more about coin magic than you but it's it's definitely not my forte either um but I actually think that's part of the issue is that there's so many magicians who a lot of card magicians look, look down on coin magic and uh, kind of joke about it and it's like this lesser form of magic and you know everybody kind of have it has a laugh at the coin magician's expense um, but I think often the, 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 sort of underlying, um, Freudian psychology behind it is that coin mag- coin magic is really hard and a lot of card magicians just aren't good enough at it. Like they can't do it physically. And so they sort of take to, uh, mocking it. Um, which by the way, that is not my original, uh, discovery. I think I have to credit that little train of thought to Danny Goldsmith, who it, it, he is one of the coin magicians that you know i think anybody card magic or coin magician would watch and say wow (laughs) i wish i had that kind of skill he is amazing he's definitely one of the best in the world right now probably he's he's young as well so he's got he's going to be up there um he's a he's a rising star you should check him out danny goldsmith anyway i saw him leave a comment on a a post that was kind of mocking coin magicians and he says he said maybe it's better if i just pull it up so i can actually uh read the, the comment he said something along the lines of um here we are. Says those that don't have the skill to be one. So maybe I should uh I'm doing this all backwards. The original post said uh the worst thing you can be is a liar. Dot dot dot. Okay, fine. Yeah, the worst thing you can be is a coin magician. But then number two is a liar. <laughs> um you know, it's it's funny. But Danny <laughs> points out in the comments, he says, Says those that don't have the skill to be one and everyone just kinda goes, Yeah, okay. Maybe you got us there, and I think that is like a an important part of the debate that you have to acknowledge up front is that a lot of the um, it's kind of skewed by this attitude of of card magicians who don't actually have the skill to be a coin magician, and so sort of unfairly uh, attack it. and And I think we're <laughs> we're in a unique position where we have no problem admitting our shortcomings in magic and so maybe this isn't as, as such such a, an issue for us um we're kind of ready to openly admit that we're not you know we're not uh darwin T's over here we had to we had to kind of pivot and mm-hmm. find other strategies but we talked about that in the past you can go listen to the skyscraper secrets Review podcast to, to hear more about that but yeah i think maybe that is an asset for us is that we're not, we're not afraid to acknowledge that yeah we we can't do coin magic um Having said that, we have that out of the way. That's that's kind of out in the open. That is informing everything that we are going to say. I still think, for my money, <laughs> card magic is better.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think, kind of like touching on what what you said is, I think one of the main points, just to kind of summarize all that, is like few people do good coin magic. Mm. Um, I, I mm. think in the magic community, there is an abundance of of card magicians uh, but there's very few magicians that can do full routines with a coin, you know? Yeah,
1: and maybe it's a kind of feedback loop where it's like, this is a weird analogy, I didn't think I'd be making this analogy, but if you compare, like, Facebook as a social media to uh, mm-hmm. what's, like, a really bad one, like MySpace, maybe. Maybe if you were to break them down, and I'm sure this isn't the case, but maybe you could make the argument that some of the technical features of MySpace are better or more enjoyable or uh, whatever. And some people might have a preference for that, but you really can't argue with the fact that MySpace is... Nobody's going to use it because nobody else is on it. Whereas Facebook, regardless of the technical differences, even if we said MySpace is a vastly superior piece of technology, which it probably isn't, almost definitely isn't, but even if it was, everyone would still be on Facebook because that's where everybody else is. And I think you have a similar thing with like card magic and coin magic where you have so many card magicians that kind of this positive feedback loop where there's just way more training on it. There's way more books in it. There's way more other card magicians to sort of talk to and jam with. And so that in itself, like fosters more card magicians. Um, and CoinMagic, unfortunately, then gets sort of relegated to the MySpace side of the debate, which is not a knock on CoinMagic itself. It's just more a
0: byproduct of the, the numbers of people that do it. Mm-hmm. But I also think in that way, um, that's also uh, to kind of I don't know. I don't like using this term, but to play like devil's advocate, mm. um, I, I think that that is part of the strength of coin magic. Actually, uh, in the way of um, less competition, to start yeah, out. And, and and less exposure as well. Like for instance, it, if uh, let's take YouTube or even you know just kind of magic products as an example. Mm-hmm. If you watch somebody do a coin trick you're going to have a really hard time thinking like, you know, you're going to watch a coin trick and this is a really simple one. So obviously this is this is not one that you'd be really like YouTubing, but you know, it's like, oh, you know, someone does a trick and you're like, I guess I'll go YouTube a French drop, you know? <laughs> you're not going to, that's not going to come into your mind to search for that, you know? Like what right. what do you even search for when you try and find like, expose somebody's coin magic, you know? Right, like the, the vernacular of the... Uh,
1: niche is is, yeah makes it potentially harder and I think uh, like I was saying with Danny Goldsmith like especially when you get to the higher tier of coin magic because like you were saying the French drop maybe people can piece that but some of the stuff he's doing is like you know you (laughs) most people are going to have no clue about that and and most magicians as well because it's just not what they're used to and so yeah maybe I mean at the same time we don't want to suggest for a minute that those that are excelling in the field of coin magic have had it easy um, undoubtedly there is competition, but I get what you're saying in terms of the yeah, numbers I, of people doing card magic. I, I people. just
0: mean as well, like it's, it's hard, it's harder to find tutorials, like as far yeah. as like, mm-hmm. let's just take YouTube as an example, if you want an ambitious card tutorial, there must be hundreds, you know, mm-hmm. but if you want to learn really great um, coin magic, I think you're going to have a harder time. And I, yeah, yeah, or, or you not necessarily you'd have a harder time, but you'd have a harder time finding it because,
1: yeah, it exactly. That's what I'm with, saying, and obviously, that's, like that's you, what I mean you, by that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you have money to put behind it, there, there are products definitely. Um, I'd be interested if, like, I guess they, they there's no incentive for them to do that, but some of like the big magic shops, if they had uh, if they released the data, you know, in terms of number of card magic training products versus number of coin magic training products, that'd be an interesting breakdown. But what I was going to say is that. A lot of people don't actually know where to start looking, and so um, there are actually—it's—it's it's almost ironic. There's a lot of free uh, public domain books that teach some of this really advanced coin magic, but nobody—they're almost like hidden in plain sight, where it's like they're so <laughs> accessible that people don't even think to look for them, um, or they just don't know that they can. Um, by the way, if you want to read some of them, it's uh, the DailyMagician.com/slash/twenty-four-hyphen-classic-hyphen-magic-hyphen-books um is that the right way to <laughs> spell a url i've never done that before i, uh, it's, I guess dash i understood would as well. mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> dash probably would have been a better way of saying that um and yeah so i mean yeah it's not a case of the there isn't the material it's a case of who that like how do you find that material and if you if you're right. not listening to this podcast you wouldn't have known about those books potentially well like i was
0: saying i mean you, you can swing that either way you can either say that that is a negative or a positive because it is a, it can be a positive as far as your routines appear more original like there's less people that are doing what yeah. you're doing you know and i mean if any of you have i guess
1: yeah sorry um like if any of you have read uh, bobo there are so many different slights in there and and a lot of people just use like the same four or five and so if you just Try and go a little bit further than most people. I think you're right. There's a lot of stuff that a lot of people just haven't seen done before, um, yeah. Just because there's there's such a range, um, and that was my experience when I first sort of discovered Danny Goldsmith, um, who I keep bringing up because I, I do think you have to
0: you, go, you have to go watch his stuff. Maybe I'll <laughs> have to see him to believe. It. I, have,
1: have Have you ever seen
0: Danny Goldsmith's stuff? Actually, no, I haven't. you You're, 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 really you're selling me on him. But yeah. I was actually googling <laughs> him as. You're talking mm. about it, so. What's funny
1: is, I think, if you Google Danny Goldsmith, I don't know if this is still the case. Um, I used to have a blog post. Oh, I, so I do on my end, maybe not for you, but I wrote a blog post on Danny that you you might actually find if you Google it, so huh. I'm I'm answering you from behind. <laughs> uh, let, let me find okay, you one I'm of like- the, I mean, all of Danny's videos are, like, amazing. Let me just find, uh, like, the latest one and send it to you. Because it blows your mind when you see this stuff.
0: Yeah, I bet. Oh yeah, I do see your. I do see your post. Let me find it. Short and snappy. I have a sm- silversmith. Should we take, should we take a break and and come back? All right. Cool. You just
1: which ones you see? I guess we don't want to spend don't want to spend too much time on this. But did you see um? You see the one where he like melted them one coin through each other. Yeah. Yeah, like like uh, that was insane um and did you see the number one one with the teacup
0: yeah it's crazy i think man. yeah he's insane he's actually anyway, insane. guys
1: like that are the type of people that when i see that i'm like okay <laughs> maybe you have got a point here maybe there is something we're missing um and i think he talks about in some of his products um which by the way this is not uh, this was not we didn't create this podcast as a plug for his products but i think you should go uh look into them anyway if you are interested because mm-hmm. uh, he, he's a good teacher as well i've, I've studied some of his stuff Um, but I think he talks about how a lot of coin magicians don't, I don't know, it's more like a reliance on individual moves, you know, just, uh, how do I describe this? You know, just doing a move is cool and making like a coin disappear. That's cool. And so for a lot of coin magicians, that becomes the effect, like the move Mm -hmm. becomes the effect. Jamie and Swiss might talk about the method being the effect, but it's about what he's really good at is it's constructing where you're, you're combining moves, but you also adding in dramatic presentation you turn it into an, an actual routine and so he he has some ideas on how coin magicians and can sort of improve sort of I don't want to say make their routines more like card magic but <laughs> closer to because that, that makes it sound like they're trying to, I'm trying to just be card magicians what I mean is in the sense of constructing an actual act and a, a performance that has dramatic moments and beats and uh, emotion yeah. rather than just a collection of Watch coin disappear. Watch coin appear. Just doing moves. One after yeah. another. Um, anyway, sorry for that tangent, but I thought you'd uh, enjoy that.
0: No, I did enjoy that for sure. Um, I, I I think mm-hmm. just to add on, like one before we kind of get into why we both think card magic is better, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there is is one last thing that I'd like to add on as as mm-hmm. a kind of pro of coin magic as well. Uh, <laughs> I at least you're yeah. saying you were. a, professional no nah. <laughs> let me just add on as a as, professional coin magician as right. a student of danny goldsmith as of five seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> no uh no not as a pro as a pro yeah i get, I get yeah yeah whatever a positive a benefit, yeah. yeah benefit whatever um i think one of the the is interesting at least for me it's like it's kind of different I guess if you're performing for like a professionally or whatever but I feel like when you get out of deck of cards you kind of have to command respect pretty fast
1: because people are
0: so many people have seen their like old annoying uncle grab a deck of cards and say (laughs) do you want to see a magic trick and it's like a terrible mm -hmm horrible trick and then they have to like smile and be like wow you know (laughs) so i think that there is a slight difference i I don't know if someone pulls out like a few coins it it does command my attention pretty fast Mm -hmm. you know i mean like rather than having to gain my respect someone already Mm -hmm. has my intrigue so i I think that is another thing that can be said for 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 coin magic well
1: it's interesting point um let me just note this down so i don't forget because what you were saying was one of the first reasons I, and I think I talked about this maybe in a previous podcast, but the idea was that I really hated that situation of pulling out a deck of cards. And I just hated that <laughs> the moment. Okay. Cause by the end of the, by the end of it, by the time you've done your trick and you've, you've done a good job, it's like, okay, people's attitudes have changed. And it's like, suddenly there the is respect now, but it's that moment in between pulling out the cards and doing the trick where I don't know you just you feel that vibe like you're talking about on on people's faces if you do it wrong and i think part of the issue is learning how to do it and i think part of the secret is building up a reputation so that it's other people asking asking you to do it rather right. than you yeah. forcing yourself on them which just kind of comes with time and i think fortunately we're getting close to that stage now um <laughs> but yeah in the beginning that was like enough of a i don't know a a dilemma for me that I was like, well, maybe I should just do coin magic because it's natural to carry coins, and if you have a coin in your hand, that's so much more.
0: Yeah, I remember you less saying that.
1: Kind of, it just doesn't scream it. doesn't call as much attention to itself as as having a deck of cards in your hand, which is. It feels like you have to justify why you have the cards, whereas a coin is just the coin's there. And then, oh, maybe you do some magic with it, and somebody sees it out the corner, and, like, right, and they go, "Wow, okay, can you do more?" Um, and so I always felt like that was a huge benefit of coin magic, but try as I might I just couldn't make it stick and I just kept coming back to the cards I think that's what I said last time was that I almost became a card magician just despite myself you know <laughs> it just seemed like I just kept back kept coming back to the cards All right um, and then eventually I just said well okay I guess that's that's that that's it decided um I think an interesting point is that some people used to say maybe they still do say this but I've heard people give the argument that coin magic is less uh, powerful, or whatever adjective mm-hmm. you want to use. It's it's not as good because coins are becoming less and less relevant, and as we move that's a, into that's an interesting point. Yeah, like like back in the olden days, I guess <laughs> maybe not so old, but you know, back in the past, coins were a lot more useful on a day-to-day basis, and having coins yeah, well, was actually nobody has
0: coins. a silver dollar anymore. Right, right.
1: You know, <laughs> and you could actually buy stuff with it and it had purchasing power. Whereas a combination of things, combination of we're moving into this kind of like contactless credit card, uh, online, you know, just in the air payment structure. The Bitcoin where, era. Mm-hmm, exactly, the Bitcoin era. People don't really have coins. And even when people do have coins, obviously because of inflation and just time, coins don't have as much pur- purchasing power as, as they mm-hmm. might have once had. And so like a combination of factors means that it's really not like a useful thing to have coins, which in turn means that the ability to pull coins out of the air is no longer as useful. And I, I wish I could remember who talks about this first, but I can't, I honestly can't remember. Maybe it was Donald T's. I don't know. I feel like I always credit don <laughs> Maybe it was um, <laughs> when he's talking about meaning and magic. But the idea of the miser's dream, which is a coin routine in which you pull coins out of the air and drop it into a, like a bucket or a hat or whatever you're holding. That used to be, have, that used to have kind of like intrinsic meaning as Darwinists might say because being able to pull money out of the air is like wow, that's that's useful. Whereas now it's just more of a gimmick and it's like oh that's kind of interesting but nobody's actually going to make a fortune by pulling pennies out of the mm-hmm. air. Um Maybe if you did it for long enough. But it just doesn't have that same punch because
0: it's just not as Right,
1: it's kind of our and,
0: and you can see where how, how it would. I actually just watched Sweeney Todd yesterday, the mm. the Killer Baba or whatever musical, and it was interesting as you think as you were saying that. I was thinking about kind of like how that how that coin was so like magical in the eyes mm. of like you know like the younger children or even anyone at that time because like mm. a coin could go buy you a full meal, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to put that in my wallet, and mm-hmm. it's just gonna take up space. Mm. I hope I have some chance to spend it. <laughs> you know, you're almost like begging for a chance to spend your coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's interesting yeah.
1: that I think you can see almost a reflection of that transition. By the way,
0: just mm-hmm. just to clarify, that was not like a, oh my gosh, I got so much money, I just have to spend it. I just mean <laughs> as far, I'm thinking more mm-hmm. of like a one cent coin. Yeah, It's yeah. almost like you don't yeah, want yeah. to hold on to it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, it's almost like you pay somebody a <laughs>
1: cent just to take it yeah um but no i think you see this like transition in in our kind of attitude toward coins and the utility of them in uh there's a guy um uh i think it's hector mancher um who i think is a fism winner and his performance if you watch it on youtube he's pulling money out of there but he's now pulling and I, i'm pretty sure it's like i don't know if it's dollar bills but it looks like dollar bills and again, it's like okay, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's not a dollar bill, but he's pulling bills out the yeah. air, which I think is interesting. That it's we've obviously that I'm not saying he. Uh, I'm doing a bad job of this, but I'm not saying he started and thought, "Well, I'm not going to do coin magic. I'm going to do like paper manipulation because coins lack intrinsic purchasing power and stuff." But it's 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 more of just a, a reflection of how, even the way, um, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but. Even the way people are now performing this idea of being able to produce money out of air is is seeming to move into, at least for Hector, he's doing this with, with bills, which could denominate, I don't know, like a $100 bill. I think it's far out enough, you can't really see what the bills are. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But like, I just think it's like the next step, you know, it's like, what's gonna be next, like pulling credit cards out of the air? I don't know. But I think you see that that shift. I don't know if that yeah. any of that makes sense.
0: No, it makes sense. Well, it's interesting. I was, as you said that, I was thinking even about like what we see on Instagram all the time, which is mm. just people turning notes from five dollar notes into hundred dollar notes. You know that gimmick repeated fifty million times, mm. uh, which I'm not a big fan of. Honestly, after sing it so many times, <laughs> but um, th- it is interesting. Like that does have some like ooh, like mm-hmm. still left in it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or even uh, I think there's something that's like interesting to people as well is like taking someone else's five dollar mm-hmm. note or five pound note and changing that to a hundred, mm. that still has some like punch to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really the, the the like kind of punch with coins now, and like you said, is just at least for me, is I, I think it's quite beautiful as an art, mm-hmm. like it can look really it, it's like I don't know what the slights are are uh, quite visual and like pull you in uh, as opposed I mean, to like, they have being to be, like, really.
1: yeah, yeah, they do. I'm trying <laughs> to think. I mean, maybe there is an exception to that. Maybe there are some very, very smart coin magicians who figured out ways mm-hmm. to win non-visual coin magic. But yeah, that's definitely the exception rather than, the, yeah. um for sure. Anyway, the whole reason I brought that up is because there's long been this, maybe this attitude of, well, coin magic is no longer as relevant because coins themselves are no longer as relevant. But to be honest, I think it's, you kind of risk, if you're going to go down that road, why don't we talk about card magic for a second? Because in terms of the the number of people that actually use playing cards, I think that has also declined uh, dramatically um, over the years, especially with like online poker now. You know, you have poker apps. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like online sites for doing it. You have, your, I don't know, you have a lot of substitutes now that again, like, like coins, you don't often... Or as often have the, the physical item in your hand. I'm not an I expert, on this, that, so I don't, I don't know what the name is. I do are, think but... that
0: cards are a lot more accessible, though. And I do think that Vegas and casinos will always keep cards. I don't know. I'm not saying that, like, for all eternity, you know, maybe we'll end up with some, like, weird, like, hologram virtual cards <laughs> at some point that makes it completely fair to play poker. But I, I do think that. Ah, dude, um,
1: that makes me think of, like, this premise for like a really cool film where it's like yeah it's like this this like group of like sleight of hand artists who are trying to work out like how do they survive in
0: this how do they break new era of like wow hologram watch out for our movie coming out soon (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I, i i do think like at least for me i definitely i don't know it's it's actually strange but Maybe just in my family because we actually play with a lot of cards, and then my wife's family—they really enjoy card games too. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends yeah. that enjoy. I guess
1: it's, it's more prevalent in America as
0: well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe I think yeah. Spain as well has has quite a history of.
1: They use a different. Um, they use like actually different types mm-hmm. of cards, but I think they do quite a lot of physical
0: cards. Well, the fact games, that you can buy different. a bicycle deck in Walmart here, and you could you can never find one in the UK. Might be an indication of kind of like how much cards are used. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like a US-based brand, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting thing, isn't it? But yeah,
1: I do think overall, though, like looking at the big picture over time, I think it's it's hard to argue with the fact that less, less, definitely less people use cards <laughs> in a day-to-day
0: scenario. Uh, yeah, now certainly. And they certainly. Well, because it used to be, a, yeah, it used to be a tradition that the men would go play cards right after dinner. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, certainly that that's not something that happens, yeah. at least in my circles yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> anymore. Either way, I think the point I'm getting at is you shouldn't, I don't think we should let whether they're relevant or, uh, I don't know, in common use be the deciding factor between cards and coins. I think they're both going that way anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. Like you said, I think cards probably will be always be around to an extent, but. I don't think that's as big a differentiator as some people might might think it is. right. Okay, let's let's maybe do one or two more points and then we'll close this. Yeah, let, honest, this is not we're not. I don't think we're actually trying to come to any kind of conclusion. This is more just a exploration of the different sort of pros and cons. Um,
0: I am gonna rail a bit into coin magic now. Uh, okay, <laughs> do you want me to, to just to, to do add my... some spice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you go first. You can you can okay. go first. I hope we're
1: not going to say the same thing. But one thing that I find. <laughs> Uh, kind of irritating about coin magic is the tendency for the um, I don't know what if there is any other word for it than just plain I don't know, silly <laughs> which might sound uh, hypocritical given some of the things people do with cards but I think and, and I respect a lot of these guys a lot but a lot of coin magicians will just use the weirdest like props and um and 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 stories and i don't know the way they try and animate and inject meaning into the coins often comes across as just really strange to me which again is not like exclusive to coin magic you can you can make similar mistakes with card magic but i, I do see a tendency toward that in coin magic i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen similar uh things
0: yeah i i think it's like it uh Maybe this is personal opinion but it starts getting into that realm of like magic kit that you get as a kid right. mm-hmm. when you're like nine you know it's in the realm of like for me at least like sponge balls as well it just doesn't quite have that which i love by the way not i'm not bashing on these things like i i, I love sponge ball magic like i think it's amazing to watch i i love coin magic i think it's great to watch i mean i love all magic like rip i don't know, like ribbon magic like whatever like i don't know sugar cube magic we've seen as well a lot recently just like you know i I don't know it's all great but it does get in that realm of just kind of like oh that's like a cool that's a neat trick you know oh Mm -hmm. like well done you know that little like oh that was really great like well Mm -hmm. done it gets in that realm of like your nine-year-olds coming to perform to you and you're like oh well done that that Mm -hmm. looked great by the way that's not bash i'm just saying it's if you're not amazing at it, it, it for me at least, it resides in that realm of you got a magic kit. And then if you contrast that to the effect of really powerful card magic, it's not quite there. You know, it's not, I don't know, I, I, at least for me, I think there's a lot more room to properly fool people when it comes to Card magic to have people feel more involved in your performance as well, I, mm-hmm. I, I, not properly fool them. As if, of course, you can properly fool them with coin magic and ribbon magic, or whatever. you know, it's not what I mean. Is I feel like, at least for me, maybe it's just because I'm not the best coin magician, as we said at the start, or I'm not the best ribbon magician. I feel like the spectator can play a bigger part in the performance.
1: I think you can definitely get more psychological with card yeah. magic, and because obviously you inject. Uh, themes and motifs that are hard to get in coin magic where you know choice and free will and fate and destiny and mm-hmm. all these ideas where the spectator plays a role in it and and of course you can try and work that into coin magic I just, I just think it's predisposed to make that slightly harder for you
0: also it, it's 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 weird to say this like but sometimes cards can be perceived less as the source of the magic and just as a bystander of the magic yeah and what i mean by that is that You can say to somebody focus on a card pick Mm -hmm. any card from a 52 card deck and it's Mm -hmm. quite you know without them being like oh this is a magic trick it you know there's just Mm -hmm. kind of like what we we were talking about a few weeks ago with the kind of the the square circle theory that we were talking about with skyscraper is there are those four corners you know Mm -hmm. and you can be like a mentalist or you can be have amazing sleight of hand skill or you can whatever you know there's I don't know. I, at least for yeah, really, me, I yeah. feel like there's more movement in your performance, and there's more room for the spectators to feel like they're thing. part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah,
1: and again, maybe certain coin magicians could argue for that range, but I, th- I just think it's hard to argue that 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 you're. I don't know. You have an easier time accessing that range because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you're saying, um, I like your point actually about it's almost like yeah. The, you're doing the magic, obviously in certain routines this isn't the case, but there are routines where it's more like, yeah, the cards aren't the magic, you're doing the magic, the cards are almost just like a proof of it. Like the, I don't know, super basic example but the yeah. invisible deck where it's like, think of a card okay, I know what, you, I know what card you're thinking of, I'm going to turn it over in this deck. That isn't, the the, the the deck of cards isn't the magic, the deck of cards is just the proof of your magic. And I yeah, I think that's mm. harder to do with coin magic definitely.
0: Yeah and again we are not coin magic pros so please prove us wrong please reach out to us if we are wrong we would Mm -hmm. i would love to be proved wrong i think one i would love to see routines mm -hmm. that are
1: maybe one slight exception to that is um and i i never think to define this as coin magic but i i've often talked about how one of my favorite um premises of, of like a magic act is the witch hand routine and obviously that tends to use a coin but i never really think of that as being coin magic mainly because it actually accomplishes a similar thing to what we were just talking about where it's like the magic or whatever we're trying to present that the, the influence is happening between me and you as people person to person the yeah. coin is just the proof of that and the fact that i guess which hand trying to end is that the coin isn't
0: actually doing the magic itself so
1: i guess yeah, there that, is that, an example
0: it's a great opener as well isn't it for a coin magic routine so yeah, that is that. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's one example that proves us wrong already, which yes. I'm happy to to hear. But I think yeah, in general, for me, I just feel like the versatility and also just the minds in card magic. I mean, you just have some straight up geniuses, you know. Like mm-hmm. when you have like Juan Tamayo, like Max Maven, like Danny Dortis, like Darren Brown. Like I mean, you just go on and on and on and on. Like when you have all of those minds coming together. In one place to talk about one deck of fifty-two cards, it's just mm-hmm. like the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's
1: interesting as well because some of those are more—I don't know—more like mentalists than card magicians, but they still choose to use. Yeah, yeah. Like we're talking about the cards are like the conduit for that, and it's—it's it's kind of like, of course, unique, yeah. Even even certain coin magicians, like if you're doing the matrix routine, you might pull out a deck of cards for it, and it just does seem to be this like this common. Uh, I don't know, just everybody at some point or another as a magician is going to pick up deck of cards, I think. And yeah. and
0: do stuff with it. Just- and I should clarify, yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to define like mm-hmm. magicians such as like Max Maven and Dan Brown as cardists or card magicians. I just mean that there's a lot of routines that play off of those things. Like for instance, mm-hmm. one routine that I found really interesting that Dan Brown does is that he does this thing where he gets people to like uh, pick pictures and divvy them up into two piles. And basically like when you turn and he's like, oh, like, but did you realize like, the pile that you did over there, all of them are dead. And like they turn it around and they like he's like, I put a black X on like the back of mm-hmm. them. And it's just like it's I think it's a yeah, it's it's it's, it's a really basic routine, like a card routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way that he's displayed that card routine mm-hmm. turns into a whole different effect mm-hmm. in, entirely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should leave it there. I think mm-hmm. covered some decent decent ground um undoubtedly missed some elements of the argument but i think that was inevitable um mm-hmm. the by the really, way that, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. that, that's the out of this world card trick by the way that, that he's using mm-hmm. just I, I don't know if i clarified that but it's pretty interesting if you want to go watch I it just no like, idea yeah so it's A few piles so- of cards <laughs> really <laughs> out of this world no way See, I yeah. I thought it was that wasn't. Major. Oh gosh, just a clarification for myself, just in case people thought yeah, yeah, that I like, were
1: like. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyway, but yeah, okay. I think we've talked enough. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, let us know what do you think. Um,
1: this was not a episode that was meant to come to any kind of particular conclusion. It was more just an mm-hmm. airing of our personal thoughts and.
0: I'm going to say launch. Now, now you know.
1: I think that's the the phrase <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah anyway that's just that's just our take on it um, like Jacob said we love getting proven wrong so reach out Benji at com if you have any uh, case studies for us or any any contrasting ex- examples or ideas and we will be sure to bring them up in a future podcast maybe this can be part one um, mm-hmm. in the meantime if you're new, do check out yeah <laughs> check out the the uh, <laughs> You can tell we're not uh, born self-promoters. <laughs> no. <laughs> check uh. out check out the Um Let me say that again: thedailymagician.com to get uh, ideas and debates and interesting lunch thought like this one delivered daily to your inbox. Um, furthermore, check out the Inner Circle, which you will find out about upon joining the email list, where you can get uh, you can go even deeper into some of these ideas with us, and we'll be sending those uh, fact exclusive podcast and such um week in week out and uh we will see you on the inside so thanks for listening i think that's the end of this podcast see ya